Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Shohei Otani drops it. Mariners back to 500. Scherzer's back. Players only, baby. Let's get it. Hello and welcome back to Talking Baseball, especially maybe a double welcome back. We just went live for a second. Internet just straight booted us, straight reset. Uh, so we're straight reset. Myself, Trevor Plouffe, no James today. He's dealing with some family stuff, so we are going to chew it up. Big baby David's birthday, huge day. Trev, how are you doing, my good man? BBD, happy freaking birthday. Yeah. James, we miss you. Baby James, sub dog. Yeah. My guy. And I'm doing great. As you can see, I'm still in Cabo, uh, enjoying the sun. I've been playing pickleball, riding sea dews, drinking Modellos. I'm basically living my best life. But part of my best life, Jake, yeah. is sitting down with the boys, chopping it up about the baseball that's been hot in the streets. And guess what? Friday's here. We're going to do that. And we get the simulation on BBD's freaking birthday. There might be some nudity at the end of the show. I'm not really sure what's cracking with you guys. There's going to be nudity this weekend. Uh, Davis, happy birthday. Thank you. Love you guys. Love. A lot of love is in the air. Uh, and some baseball teams. I mean, we're talking Otani. Uh, the Seattle Mariners, Trev, I forgot how tied you are to the Mariners now since you claim they were dead and now they're playing great baseball. And they're 500. Yes. yes. So that's that's good. Another team has entered the stimulator for the first time. So we will be stimulating yeah, at yeah. the end of this episode. A uh, little teaser on that. A team that's connected to BBD in a way uh, entering the stimulator. So... Uh, Trev, I hoofed it back this morning from Boston, was up on the Monster last night. Thank you to Amtrak. That was a good time. How are you doing? You already asked me how I'm doing. I'm doing great. You're still good? You're still in <laughs> Cabo? Still you know what, dude? I just want to talk baseball with you. <laughs> I know. I got a great view right now. Uh, everything is everything's going see? good. Let's get into it. Am you I part of the great no. view? No. No. There's nothing to do with you guys on the screen. I got the chat popped out. That's what I'm looking at right Trev, now. you get in the chat. The chat loves you. You're such a chat yeah. guy. Chat God, Trev. Chat, we're going to need you today. Like we said, uh, send some love to John, dealing with some family stuff. Uh, he was supposed to do the NL and be our leadoff hitter. He's out. So Poppy Gordo's pinch hitting. Uh, <laughs> Ask me how I'm doing again. Why not? Trev, how, how are you? Uh, <laughs> Trev, let's talk some National League Baseball, and it's brought to us by Shady Rays. Some of you, again, are getting the double dip of this. Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com. Use code TALKING, 50% off, and you get two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. They have their lost or broken replacement guarantee. So these are lifers, man. If you get a pair of Shady Rays, they're yours for life. Uh, get yourself one. Get a loved one one. Maybe you know someone's birthday. And you can buy them a pair of Shady Rays. Summertime's here. Trev's wearing them in Cabo. I'm wearing them on the Monster. BBD's wearing them up and down the whole East Coast where he mm. resides. Uh, 
Go check them out because you're going to find a couple pairs you like. ShadyRays.com. Use code TALKING. 50% off. 5-0. Two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. That's a deal that they're doing just for the Talking Baseball family. So Leave the G off. No G. No G on our promo code, right? Nothing but a G string. Um, Shady Rays, go check them out. Code talking, 50% off. Trevor Plouffe, let's talk some <laughs> baseball, and I'll bring you through the National League if that's all right. Let's go. We are heading to the ATL where the Dirty Birds take the field. Actually, the Atlanta Braves is the baseball team down there. And Trev, they won the first game, the second game, the third game. They did not win the fourth game as the Cardinals avoid the four-game sweep. But Atlanta keeps rolling. Cardinals, their bullpen did it. 17.1 innings pitch, one earned run. Problem is, the Braves' starting pitchers did it every damn time. 21 innings pitch, one earned run from Atlanta Braves' starting pitchers, including your guy, Max Freed, six shutty. The last, Ion Anderson, we haven't gotten to talk about him a lot. Five innings, one Ernie. Does that get him going? The Braves, baby. Mets, they're coming, unless you just got Scherzer back. We'll talk about that in a minute. Dodgers sweep the Rockies in a three-game set. Turner, Belly, Lux, Trace Thompson providing offense. Urias, White, and Pepio shutting it down. Pitching-wise, the Dodgers are going, man. 16-6 in their last 22. Up six games. Chris Taylor to the IL, though. We don't love that. For the Rockies, Chris Bryant. How's your payday? He got his first Rockies home run. Dodgers sweep the Rocks. Mets, they headed to Cincinnati, and they won two out of three. The game that you probably heard about, they did not win. Max Scherzer comes back and drops it. Mad Max looks good, but he gets beaten by the Reds, who shut out the Metropolitans in that game. But the Mets win the bookend games, including the final game. They put up a five-spot in extra innings. Smith with the big RBI double. Nimmo the three-run homer. Uh, Some injury updates. Molly goes on the IL. Bassett's uh, got some COVID stuff going on that he's he's not happy about. DeGrom making another rehab start. My Arizona Diamondbacks took two out of three from the San Francisco Giants. Oh, boy, San Fran. Don't start scuffling on me. 41 and 40 now for the San Francisco Giants. A lot of small ball and aggressive base running from my snakes, obviously. Giants, they put up five runs in the eighth and ninth to avoid the sweep and break their six game losing streak. The Giants' defense is atrocious. Whew! Giants, I'm seeing people tweeting about the Giants being sellers. Mostly crazy Yankee fans. The Brewers hosted the Cubs. And the Cubs take two out of three. Cubbies keep winning series? What? The backup catchers are being heroes. Caratini comes through with the walk-off homer in the first game. And then P.J. Higgins has the go-ahead RBI double off of Hayter. Hayter's been getting hit a little bit lately. Not sure what all that's about. Uh, His first 19 games compared to his last 10 are different story. 
Uh, Cubs, they take two out of three. How about it? Phillies, they also get a series win, winning two out of three games from the Nationals. And Trev, I don't know if we've ever said this on an episode of Talking Baseball, the Phillies bullpen has been awesome. The best oh, reliever me. ERA over the last 14 days, a 0.89 over 40.2 innings pitch. The Phillies, like I said, they won the bread games 11-0, 5-3. You also need to know Kyle Schwarber is going nuts. And Trev, I teased it at the start of this, and I'll tease it for the end of this. The Phillies, it'll be their first time in the stimulator this year. Let's talk about it, because that's what happened in the National League. Boy, Snake, what a what a step up, you know? Mm. When adversity hits, you step up and you just killed it, dude. You get called for the pinch hit, and it's like, okay, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna sit the first Phillies? pitch. I'm gonna sit first pitch fastball. Trev, the Mets remain atop the NL East, 52 and 31. They have a three and a half game lead on the Braves. The Philadelphia Phillies are 44 and 39. They're eight games back. Mm. Uh, but like we said, I think they're getting stimulated. Your Marlins, they remain three games below 500. Uh, we'll see what's going on there. We're going to talk about Sandy later. I promise you that. Nats bringing up the rear. The Brew Crew have a two-and-a-half game lead on the St. Louis Cardinals as the Pirates and Cubs have the same exact record, 34-49. and 49. Cubbies coming for that third spot in the NL Central. Reds, least wins in the National League. And the Dodgers are 53 and 29. They have a six game lead on the Fathers. The Giants, 41 and 40. 11 and a half games back. Diamondbacks, 37 46. Rockies, a game behind them. Uh, Trev, if there's something that jumped out, I'm ready to Sherpa you anywhere, or we could cron. I'm ready for whatever, dog. I think the cron pause the way we go here because the first one is a, a nice little series there. The Cardinals at Braves. Braves almost have the four game sweep. Uh, and even in the last game, you know, they had Spencer Strider going, feeling good. He strikes out the first nine outs, uh, but they end up losing that game. I think that's a good series to start on, though. The Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves. Cardinals, how was my internet? I just want to make sure before we start really getting into this. You're groovy good? over here, dude. Oh, believe it. Uh, C. Rose asked me today, Are the by the end of the year, are we going to be talking about the Braves as the best team in the National League? That's how good they've been playing lately. I told them they'll be one of them. I think there's probably four teams in that elite category. I think it's the Braves, the Mets, the Dodgers, and I'm going to put the Brewers in there um, on the strength of, you know, just kind of the start pitching they have we know we know all about that uh, but the Braves have been coming in hot I don't want to go too much into why I think they're hot because that's going to come later in the show mm. uh, for an award yeah uh, but they've been getting great pitching performances I mean you said 21 innings pitch with one earned run from the starters I mean that is that's how you win three out of four against a really good Cardinals team and, man, I, I think back to before the season. Like, remember how juiced up we were for the Braves' bullpen? For, you know, they added Kenley. They added some guys down there. Uh, Colin McHugh, friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about the Braves' lineup a lot. Like, there's a lot of dudes in that lineup. Like, Dansby Swanson is having a crazy year, and he's normally kind of a bonus piece in the lineup. 
their starting rotation and, and what they do day in, day out, and, and they still might have some reinforcements coming. I think the Braves are. I mean, they're, they're one of the powers of the National League. For me, it's it, the Dodgers, obviously. Uh, you know, some, sometimes we almost have Dodger fatigue because they've been so good for so long now. The Braves are, are there. And the Mets, are, I mean, they're not, not a wild card team, but for me, it, it just depends what's going on with, with Max and, uh, and DeGrom when we get there. But the Braves take three out of four from the Cardinals, a, a really good Cardinals team. I was, I was looking at the, some of the baseball reference war leaderboard, and I think uh, as of yesterday, I think three of the top four players were Cardinals. Uh, so, so they're getting some efforts, but... The Braves are just full tilt right now, and uh, I guess this is where this whole conversation started. When you're getting that effort from your starting pitching, you're gonna you're gonna win games. You have to. You're gonna win games. You have guys hitting the ball too. I mean, they're kind of just firing on all cylinders right now. Um, and this is this has been their mo the last couple of years, man. Just kind of cruise, 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 and then just get absolutely hot. I mean. Uh, we know about their June twenty-one and six in June. They're five and two in July right now. And like I said, they're just got a lot of season left, people. A lot of season, uh, and and they knew that all along. Teams like this who have a a core, uh, they have young guys performing. It's just a matter of time uh, before they get hot. And I mean, it's been going on for a month here. I expect it to continue. And yeah, this is a team that you know. Obviously, we know they're going to be in the postseason picture. Um, can they get, can they pare down their starters to what, like three or four dudes right now and, and just go on the run like they did last year? I mean, it's looking like that's a real, a real possibility. Baseball. By the way, Tyler Matzik, he pitches a scoreless inning, making his first appearance in two months. Eddie Rosario, he hits his first home run uh, after having his eye surgery. Uh, so like, the the Braves are picking up bodies, uh, and I, I guess if you're a Cardinals fan, that's maybe one of the uh, the writing on the ro- wall. Whoa, uh, Tyler O'Neill, my guy, our short, thick Canadian king, uh, he could return tonight. And Stephen Matz is making another rehab start, so they might have a little bit of health coming. Probably in the second game when Matzik uh, returned, he made that behind the back uh, little stab. Uh, you knew as a as a Cardinals fan that it wasn't going to go your way, um, but they'll be all right too. I'm not worried about the Cardinals. They're they're in a rough little stretch right now, but as baseball, you just played the A Rod clip, man. That happens uh, from time to time. I still think the Cardinals are you know one of the better teams in the National League. They'll they'll be, they'll be okay, but a rough a rough patch uh, in the last like what like eight days for them. Yeah, I'm gonna I want to check out their upcoming schedule to see what's going on there. Was there a what was the A Rod baseball? I got I'm excited. using that for keeping our pace up. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, okay. A Rod okay. keeping the pace. I love that. He, uh, if you're again, if you're looking for good A Rod content, check out the Instagram he posted a couple minutes ago. I think it's okay. him just driving down a road in Italy, but you can't see who's driving the car, so I, I don't know. Um, Italy is mine, bro. Italy is mine. Leave that alone. What's he doing? And he should know that. Ooh, interesting stretch for the Cardinals. They've got Philly for four, uh, and then the Dodgers for three. So and, then the, and Cincinnati for six in a row. Is that what I'm looking at? Is that in and out of All Star break? That's kind of funny. 
Yeah, it is. They got three with them before the break and then three with them right after the break. One at home, one away. I mean, they're okay. The schedule this year is bizarre. Give it back to those old couple that that make the schedule. Um, They don't do that anymore? No, I think they took it away from them. That's that's brutal. That's brutal. Uh, Cardinals four and six in their last 10, 45 and 40. It's a big week for them. Big week for them. You have a bad week. You're close to a 500 baseball team. Um, yeah, that upcoming schedule's no joke. I mean, the Phillies are kind of hot. Like, Schwarber's just absolutely going off. And then you go into, yeah, the Dodgers. That would be something if they were 500 at the end of this. I don't think it's going to come it doesn't out like feel that. Right. I think they might have a bounce-back series here. Albert just gets admitted to the All-Star game, so he's about to go off. Uh, Trev, you mentioned the Dodgers briefly there. They sweep... The Rocks, and, you know, you mentioned Rosie brought up the Braves. Are they an NL, NL powerhouse? I mean, it still has to – well, I was going to say it has to start and stop with the Dodgers, but it doesn't. The Braves are the defending champs, so, like, they, they, they deserve just as much love. But these Dodgers are just a wagon, man, that the NL West is, is a good conference, although we're going to talk about the Giants in a little bit. What did you just say? Conference, I don't know. I, I mix up conference, referees, umpires. Like, I don't know. I I guess I might have to have kind of a talk with myself at some point because I understand why people don't like that. But in my head, it's kind of the same stuff. It is kind of the same. I don't know what to call, like, umpires or referees in a football game. There's, like, a line judge, a ref. There's no umpire in a football game i know that I think or maybe one there of the is. refs is an umpire that's <laughs> kind of what umpire. throws me off um enough about me all right uh Never mind. trev what's that. uh well you're cabo wabo trev but what's what's the good word in dodgerland Are your little birdies hearing anything dodgerland is doing it uh i mean they're kind of just chugging right along they're still you know dealing with injuries i think chris taylor going on the il is is kind of a big deal I've been saying this for a while on, on baseball today. Like they have needs, man. Uh, I know they keep winning, uh, but if you look at the roster, like they're, they're going to go explore some things, you know, Kimbrell has not been very good at the end of the games as of late. Um, He's kind of putting too many runners on base and, you know, that's not what you want in a guy that's going to close out games. So I think they're going to look for some bullpen help. You know, maybe you get a little bit of Dustin May coming back to help there. Mm. Um, but the lineup continues to go. Um, you know, as Turner gets hot, they'll just keep winning. Betts is there doing his thing. I, they have nothing to worry about. I just want to see where the moves are going to come, how aggressive they're going to be, or, you know, are they going to kind of stand pat with the roster? That doesn't seem very likely. But, you know, sweeping the Rockies, continuing to pat on to their lead. I think this is a team that really wants – uh, the buy and they want to have one of the best two records in the league by the end of the year. So I'm just very curious to see what their first move is or what their biggest move is, because you could look at, you know, like I said, different facets of the roster and them needing help and in, in kind of, kind of all of them. Mm. So I want to see where they're going to go first. Pepio with five shutout. Um, you know, he, he might be one of the, the next wave of, of Dodger dudes or, Hey man, you know, we, we talk about a lot of other teams with trade deadline stuff because a lot of other teams have bigger needs. This is the team that went out and got Scherzer and Trey Turner. So, like, uh, I don't know. I, I think we probably need to start talking about the Dodgers more. Um, they walk off the final game uh, on a bets chopper. 
Uh, and Jimmy highlighted, again, he got in these notes. You know Jimmy loves some good base running. He said, Belly had three singles. He stole second after the first one. After the second one, he went first to third. After the third one, he went first to third. So Jimmy's jazzed up about Belly's base running. He is. I love the other note. You know, we love uh, Gauntlin, and I believe he threw last night against not in this series. Another great start for uh, Catterday. Can't really talk about it because this is a series recap. Right. Um, but in this series, Hello Kitty. I don't know how many people are familiar with it. It was a big deal in my childhood. Hello Kitty throws the first pitch out to Gauntlin. I think we have yeah. to mention that. And like maybe we dub in some video here. I don't know, but that's pretty funny. That's uh... like Gauntlin's becoming like a cult hero, like fan favorite. Like you got to just love what this guy's about. Go look at his cleats from last year when there was fucking cat fur. Like we kind of screwed up. Fake cat fur. Like when, when you guys had your meeting, when you guys had your meeting at your high school, um, like we kind of should have dove more into that. Cause now he's going to be starting. Like he's got a chance to start the all-star game. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Uh, I told you his, Shit, look good. Yeah, you were all over. I didn't know it looked that good, dude. You should have been a scout. Uh, <laughs> Trev, the Reds and the Mets, the Mets take two out of three. Uh, the bigger storyline, and it's ironic as baseball gets because it's the game the Mets lose, but Scherzer's back, and he's Mad Max Scherzer. Six shutout. 11 Ks, two hits, no walks. And I guess to get you jazzed up, Trev, uh, Moose Tacos wins it on a walk-off sack fly. So uh, a little bit of a perfect storm. But uh, Mets fans, hey, you win another series. Uh, you'd like a sweep against the Reds. But Max Scherzer's back. Max Scherzer's back. You, know, you can't expect to sweep every team. I think if you go and, you know, you win the series, that's all you really care about. It's good to see Max out there. I did text Moose after his walk-off uh, the following day. And I just wrote, whenever he does something good, I write like one M, a zillion O's, and then S-E. So he gets the Moose call from me on the text. Uh, we ended up FaceTiming. He was out playing golf. Um, he's in decent spirits, even though the Reds have been pretty abysmal this year uh but good to see like i said good to see scherzer back out there doing his damn thing I, was there ever any doubt like not like really. how long yeah like he's gonna come back and just be himself like how long can this go for i don't know man it's scary to think about guys like that at that age you know when we were when i was playing they were just taught you that once you're 35 or above you're dead basically not anymore no. these guys are filthy not this dude. Um, and man, with with Degrom, I feel like the story for the past couple weeks has been the Braves turning it on, and you know they've almost caught the Mets. And I feel like the Mets are about to, you know, add to the next chapter of the story. Scherzer's back. Degrom's Degrom's throwing rehab games. Like yep. this Mets team is about to get. More and more real. They were one of the storylines to start the season. Buck and Scherzer, and they're winning a ton of games. The Braves caught them. Max is back. My goodness. Uh, when Jacob makes his return, like that's, that's going to be its own episode of Talking Baseball. Uh, Reds fans, you got to see a little bit of your young talent in this series. Um, I mean, your starting pitchers are Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft, which... Uh, you're hoping those guys are going to be some of your rotation for a little while. But 
Um, I don't know. A- anything else you got, Trev? Jimmy has some notes about all the players that can be traded from the Reds. I don't think Reds fans want to hear about all <laughs> this, but, you know, they are going to be a team that other organizations are looking for. Um, you know, we know Castillo, that's the name, but guys like Tommy Pham and Brandon Drury, have, you know, been having good years. I mean, people are saying Drury is going to be the lone all-star for the Reds. I really hope for his sake that's the case because, you know, he's been grinding it out, man. He's He's gone through a lot of different stuff. He had like vertigo issues with the Yankees. Uh, but he's having a really good year uh, going now. And if he gets to be an all-star, I mean, I think everyone should be rooting for a, a guy like that who's just grinded and worked his way back. And now he's found a home uh, with the Reds. But, you know, he could be on the move and playing with the contender. And shoot, man, got to be rooting for that. D-backs, Trev. My snakes. Yes. They take two out of three from the San Francisco Giants. The Giants are entering a dangerous territory, man. Two and eight in their last ten. They're forty-one and forty. Their defense is atrocious, and I, I think when we think to last year's Giants team, that was so, just so, it felt like they were good at everything. It didn't feel like they were great at much but they were just good their bullpen was good their starting was good their defense was good they were getting clutch hits uh like up and down the lineup and now here they are coming off of one of the better regular seasons like a team has had in the past 20 years they won what 107 yes and now we're 41 and 40 uh have you sent Gabe the text yet I have not. Um, it's yeah. We we wondered how it was happening all last year, and they kind of just kept defying the odds. I, I don't even. I'm not hesitant to even say that. I feel like they really kind of did defy the odds last year with what they did. Uh, you're right about the defense, man. If you're just looking across the board here, I have um, Fielding Bible up right now. What's funny is um, when they shift their infield. They're the best shifted infield team as far as defensive run saves in all of baseball with 26 defensive runs saved. It's the problem has been their outfield defense, specifically uh, their left field spot. They're at minus 21. They're the second worst team. The only, only the nationals are worse than them. Uh, That's, that's one way to lose games, man. You know, you, you just can't be giving up runs like that. You can't be giving up extra base runners. And I know we talk on this show about, how we're kind of iffy on defensive metrics, but uh, they do play a part, uh, not only in a the outcome of a game, but a team's psyche. You know, if pitchers feel like they need to be even more perfect and and keeping the, the bat off the ball, you know, sometimes that works the opposite way. You end up being over the plate and thing, things start to happen. But yeah, the Giants, man. I don't know. I had them out of the I had them out of the playoffs uh, this year when when I did my preseason stuff, and it was more of just like. I thought there were other teams better than them. I wasn't predicting, you know, some massive collapse. I thought there were just other teams that were going to make it in front of them. But uh, it's been, it's been a, it, I, I don't know if I'll go as far as saying like a tough year for them, but more of like in line of what most people thought would happen even last year, right? This year is kind of what people probably expected last year. But yes. it's happening this year, and last year they had one of the best regular seasons a team could have. So they've been hurt a lot this year too. Kind of never had like a full go and a full roster. Um, but I mean, 
Jock Peterson's been their been their best hitter, and nobody expected that, right? Like, yeah. you don't bring in a guy like Jock to be your best hitter. You bring him in to be a supplemental piece. Um, so you kind of just look at the overall stats, and like that's kind of not surprising they are uh, where they're at. And yeah, that's the uh, Giants fans don't want to hear this, but I guess technically there's like 20 teams that would want to hear this. Dangerous little time coming up. Uh, you know, with the trade deadline approaching. Oh, no. I'm just saying, Trev. I'm just saying. There's a lot of veterans on that team. There's some one final year, they're contract guys. Um, you know, I, I know Giants fans don't want to hear it, but there's a lot of other fan bases that, man, if you're looking for a, a veteran down the stretch to give you a little juice, like, this is the squad. Uh, so I almost, I'm sorry, Giants fans. I almost want to circle it as like, uh, well, I'm not rooting for it, but they're not going to sell. I, I don't, I don't believe they're going to sell at all. A lot of the chats emphasizing Buster Posey leaving and right. you know what kind of impact he had. Obviously, offensively there, he was the guy, but just overall in the clubhouse, and this is a very veteran team, so I don't think that's necessarily the problem, but Replacing him is, uh, you know, you can't really, you can't really replace him. Uh, my snakes, quick Varsho, uh, three hit game in the first game they won, uh, three run homer in the second game. Love me the Varsho. Jimmy also gave our guy Pipe some love. Said said Josh Rojas, uh, who had a big bunt. Uh, the teams were shifting big with two strikes, led to a game tying run. Uh, and anytime we can shout out our guy Pipe. Uh, he's the best. This is interesting. You know, we talked about, uh, you know, the fielding and how it's been bad. Uh, their staff leads the league in FIP, which is fielding independent pitching. Um, Cobb, for instance, uh, 30, uh, excuse me, 348 uh, batting average balls in plays, uh, but his barrel rate is just 4.1%, and his expected ERA is at two. Five and his real ERA is at four seven. So this is a guy that's really you know getting, you know he's getting at the worst from a tough defense. But what's interesting is is like teams will see that about Cobb and they'll he'll get a job next year because like well oh, these yeah. numbers aren't reflective of what he actually did for the team. Oh, so yeah. defense is important, obviously. Hey, and maybe Giants fans, there's your spin zone. Maybe the maybe the defense tightens up a little bit over the next couple of weeks, and and you reel off uh, nine wins in your next ten, something like that. Uh, yeah. Trev Brewers Cubs. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. The Cubs, they win in another series. Uh, feels a little bit. I mean, it definitely feels like too little, too late. In Hap with a game-tying RBI double, obviously, nine-figure Hap. Uh, Seiya Suzuki, I'm going to get in his stats. It, it feels like he's hmm. he's got it going uh, a little bit. Corbin Burns, seven shutout, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Hayter, uh, going through a tough stretch lately. He, uh, he hadn't given up an earned run in his first 19. Now he's given up five in his last 10, so... Uh, I don't think Brewers fan, you don't get worried about that guy. I think baseball just happens sometimes. But, um, you know, that's a guy the Brewers lean on heavily to secure a lot of their wins. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and that's just a little blip on the radar for him, I believe. Um, 
he'll be fine. It is the way baseball usually works. Uh, Josh Hader has kind of uh, taken that statement and thrown out the window because uh, he's just been good all the time. But, you know, there's going to be rough, uh, rough patches. He'll go back in the lab, see what's going on and figure that out. Maybe they'll give him a rest, uh, a couple of days rest or something like that. But I, I expect him to be just fine. Uh, yeah, Corbin does it again. Um, and that was in the last game. Seven shutty, 10 Ks, three hits, one walk. He's probably pissed about that one walk, if I had to guess. And a little behind-the-scenes information, we might be seeing uh, Corbin Burns out at the All-Star game. I was DMing him, uh, inviting him to some stuff that we're doing out there. And uh, I believe you and I, Jake, will be chopping it up with the guy. Whoops. He's going to teach us how to throw a cutter. And? And then I'm going to dice your ass up with it. We'll try. Uh which is probably a good time to shout out. If you don't know, we are going to the All-Star Game. And we uh, during the All-Star Game, we're hosting an event at Boomtown Brewery. Yes. And uh, we're doing a VIP beforehand. There's uh, it, just 100 tickets. Uh, it's 100 bucks. We're pretty simple people. You get a couple free drinks. We're doing like a two-hour hangout. You get a shirt, all that stuff. So if you're in L.A. for the All-Star Game, uh, we're doing it like two hours before the actual all-star game and then uh and then we're just gonna hang out and have beers and watch the game it's kind of our uh we're gonna have a ton of our crew out there trev blev jerry blevins peter moylan winger uh paxton's coming out uh bbd dan Canobio, boxing guy he'll be around mm-hmm. uh who else is gonna be there did i say moylan we got Ice Boys. We got Ice Boys will be there. So uh, we're just going to have basically our whole John Boy Media family, and uh, it's kind of the best part of this damn company is that we're just going to be around watching the game, having a beer, maybe some Bino. Uh, and if you want to if you wanna talk or hang out about baseball life or anything, like everyone's up for it. So uh, if you're out there for that, come say hi. We'll also we'll be bumping around all weekend, like Trev said. We might be mixing it up with the fancy – LA folk a little bit. So oh my. Getting excited for that. Um, Brewers fans, I'm going to do, uh, well, A, should have said this earlier. You guys all know your team's better than us. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of Kesson Hura highlights lately. His OPS is, is right around eight. Uh, and mm. I saw him make a nice catch in left field. So that feels like it could be a potential development uh, from Brewers land, but I, I don't know enough about it. Um, but yeah, man, they've been playing under 500 ball for like over a month now. So they kind of, you know, the Cardinals snuck up on them. That's we we talked about powers of the National League. I'm a little. The Brewers need to show me what what the good Brewers look like again, and then I will drink the Kool Aid. Because when their aces are studs, etc., like I'm all in, bought in. Uh, but it's been a little while since we've seen the Brewers be the nasty Brewers. We're going to dominate you. You're going to be lucky to lucky to win a game this series. They've been they've been swinging the bat really well lately, and yeah, we haven't seen Peralta out there, but Burns and Woodruff, you know, have been electric still. You know, Haters had a little bit of problem, but this is this is a team that's going to be just fine. You know, again, it's July eighth. There's going to be some ups and downs. This team will be there. I still believe like they are they're like a top four team in the National League. I expect them to get help. Like I keep saying, um, I'm not worried about at all about this team. Shout out to uh Steele on the Cubbies. He's uh 
think he's putting together a nice season now. Let me get some stats on that. Uh, nice. Contreras hurt, hurt. 16 starts, 4-1-3. Um, he had sat the last two games with a hamstring, so I I don't know. I, I don't I don't think he's hurt, hurt. Nice video of him finding out he's an all-star. That was cool. Um, hey man, his brother should be. Final series in the National League. Phillies take two out of three from the Nationals. Trev, like I said, first time in the stimulator. That got me a little jazzed up going into mm. this episode. Schwarbo is unconscious right now. And they, you know, they take two out of three from the Nationals, which, again, the Nats are, uh, Josiah Gray deserves, deserves a shout-out. He's, uh, he's starting to come into his own for the Nationals. He was a big piece in that Scherzer trade, Turner trade. Um, yeah. Schwarber has 27 home runs, bro. <laughs> yeah. 27 home runs and only 56 RBIs. Don't love that. But yeah, he's uh he's going off right now. Absolutely doing everything that they hoped for. I mean, they gave the guy a big chunk of change. Four years, almost $80 million. Kind of to me was a little bit of a head scratcher when they did it. I didn't know if he was going to get that much money. I was projecting more around like 15 a year, uh, but they gave him the 20 a year and he's been worth every single penny. He's kept them afloat as Bryce Harper has been out. Um, just looks, just looks really, really good right there. But yeah, the Phillies are going first time in the stimulus. That's very nice. You talked about the bullpen doing it. You kind of like glance over at their numbers. You know, you're seeing like, okay, well, you know, the overall numbers, like for instance, Jose Alvarado overall numbers, not great. I think he's pitching to a five right now, but that's why a reliever ERA could be, you know, deceiving is in the last, um, let's see how many plate appearances last 12 games. He's pitched last 28 days. He's helped people to a freaking 171 batting average against. So uh, he's kind of come on, been a good high leverage guy from them. And he's, and he's a guy that should be that whenever he would get hit, I'd be like, how are you getting hit? Right. Dude, your stuff is too good. No, that was a, uh... I remember when when he got traded away from the Rays, as Yankee fans, it was like a relief because you were like that. It felt like the yeah, Rays. Who was it for? It was it was an interesting trade. Let me look that up. It, it like wasn't anything crazy, and it was just like it. It felt like that guy had all the arm talent in the world. That if the Rays were punting on him, it was kind of like what? Um, let's see, Garrett Clevenger right to the Dodgers. Three-way trade. Dodgers sent Dylan Paulson to the race. So, like, yeah, man, and bodies for for a a lefty that can throw a baseball like very few lefties can. Yeah, and they gave him that. When, when was that? That was in 2020, and I think he's just kind of like gone back to the Phillies on one-year deal since then. Because this year he's got uh, making 1.9 on a one-year deal. Yeah, I mean, he's still team control, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Philly's in the stimulator right now by technicality. The St. Louis Cardinals are not in the playoffs. Eesh. Again, they're a decimal decimal point separate them, but it, it goes to note, like, we've... I've I've given the Cardinals a lot of love. Like, I, I love that organization, what Tommy Edmond is doing this year. Nolan and Goldschmidt. Uh, that's kind of opened up my eyes a little bit. So, 
Uh, we'll Shout out see. Nola. He's having a good year. Um, uh, he's got his ERA down to a three one five. I'm looking at his his game logs here. Uh, starting on May twenty sixth, uh, he went eight and a third. Then he went six. Then he went eight. Then he went seven. Then he went eight. Then he went seven. Then he went seven. Then he went seven two thirds. So he's pitching deep into the ball games, uh, giving giving that uh, bullpen a rest, which I think is important, man. Like you know, yeah. you can't overuse bullpens. Everybody knows that, but you know, some at certain points. If your starters aren't going deep in the games, you're going to have to do that. I think the Phillies have been able to avoid that and probably is a reason for some of the bullpen success as of late. Baseball. Trev, you want to talk some AL baseball, Big Daddy? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm ready, baby. All right, we're starting out in Chicago. My twins take two of three from the South Siders. They continue to pad the division lead. Lots of offense and lead changes in this uh, game. Missed tags, strange base running. Game one went to extras where Rise and Kirloff did their thing for the twins in the 10th. Uh, plus an 8-5 triple play question mark. We'll talk about that. Uh, game two was all twins. They punished Kopech. Four homers in five innings on their way to a route. And the White Sox avoided the sweep in dramatic fashion, coming from behind to tie the game. To tie the game five times before Garcia walked it off in the bottom of the ninth. Twins take two or three there. Uh, moving on, Rays went up into Boston and they took two out of three. Um, they show the ability to put the things behind them. They're sloppy in game one, but come back to beat the Sox in games two and three. Uh, Pavetta had a tough outing after basically two months of incredible pitching. Kubat was vintage um, in game three against the Red Sox rookie, who kind of looked nasty, to be honest. He gave some homers, but he looked good. Uh, in the end, the bats just didn't show up enough for the Red Sox, and the Rays raised their way to the series victory, taking two of three. Uh, Royals at Astros. Astros take three of four because, of course, they do. Uh, they've done what they've done all year long, just win ball games. Uh, Dusty called this a hard-fought series. It was. Game one had the fireworks as Jordan walked it off on the nation's birthday. Game two was back and forth like Jake from his couch to his fridge. I wrote that joke. Uh, with the Astros finding their way on top. Uh, Royals win game three, seven to four before the Astros took the finale, five to two to get the series victory. MVP chants are just surrounding Alvarez. Uh, Alvarez. Basically every single plate appearance. Way to go, Astros. You took three of four. Uh, moving on, the A's. Oh, my goodness. They take two of three from the Blue Jays. They went 5-1 A's, 5-3 A's before the Blue Jays did it. 2-1 to one to avoid the sweep. My guy Swerver and Irvin did the thing in game one. Eight innings pitched, one earned run. Go, Swerve and go. They got to Manoa a little bit there. Four earned runs for him. Um, Murphy had the go-ahead sack fly in the third inning of game two. And then and game three was fun because Bo Bichette had a go-ahead homer, and that was after Chappie uh, tied it in the seventh off of Caprillion. And that's the guy who officiated his wedding. So some funny stuff there. A's take two out of three. Blue Jays, a little mini what is you doing, baby. Uh, Tigers sweep the Guardians. Guardians, what is you doing? baby four one five three eleven four eight two tigers did it the entire time al avila says they're not punting the season they could still go try to add at the deadline i don't know how much i believe that but nice for tigers to get the sweep uh please looked good not enough 
Uh, we talked about Cabrera getting the all-star nod. We'll get into this series a little bit more. Uh, Riley Green did some things, but the Tigers sweep in a four-game set against the Guardians. Come on, C. Rose. Speaking of sweeps, Rangers go up into Baltimore, and they get swept. And this series was crazy. They went 7-6, Orioles in 10, 10-9, Orioles in 10. We had a walk-off hit by pitch. Believe that, baby. And the Orioles won the last game. Two to one to get the sweep. Uh, Rangers have been playing some good ball. So have the Orioles. This one was kind of interesting, um, but the Orioles get the sweep. Brandon Hyde is doing his dang thing there. Gotta love that. We'll get into it more in depth. And that uh, is what happened in the American League. Claps for you, Trevor, except you did dub me uh, in the middle of that. So I don't love I that. Did. That was pretty good. What else is pretty good? My New York Yankees, you'll hear about them in the interleague, are now 60 and 23. Four- Why are you talking about them? 14 and a half games up on Corey Kluber's Rays, 15 games up on the Sox, 15 and a half on the Blue Jays. Man, that, uh, that middle of the AL East, as the Baltimore Orioles are 40 and 44. Let's go. Let's go Brandon Hyde, baby. Brandon Hyde, manager of the year talk. Should we get that going? I just got to say, people like young managers get put into horrible situations a lot. Brandon Hyde was put into a horrible situation. And we've made fun of the uh, of the Orioles when they were doing that hilarious uh, fly ball drill in spring training, yeah. you know, acting like they were about to make the playoffs. We're like, eh, you're not going to do that. But you, 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 you make your way through it find your path you finally get some of the young guys coming up you have some overachievers and look 40 and 44 i mean well that's not what they're what are they 40 and 44 yeah is that what they are yes dude like for them that's crazy in the al east we're talking i don't want to see what our over under was on them yeah. i'm sure we all picked the under poppy poppy's in a lot of trouble i was really mean to them early in the year so Ooh, i'm we- i'm glad I'm glad. We got Orioles fans in the chat saying Brandon Hyde is a horrible manager. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying, dude, you get put with a tough team. It's what are you going to do? What are you going to do? The Orioles could be 25 and 70 right now, and we'd say, oh, same Orioles. So, sorry, Brandon Hyde's mismanaging your best team in six years. Put some Um, respect on his name. Twins are 47 and 38. They're leading the AL Central. The Guardians are down to 500. And they are four and a half games back in second place. The White Sox, White Sox, figure it the fuck out. 39 and 42. Uh, They're six games back. Tigers are 10 and a half games back. You know what? Go nuts, Tigers. Let's blow up the Central. Royals, 15 back at 30 and 51. Relax. And Houston, (laughs) I'm running hot now. Now that we got the stream going, I'm hot, baby. Astros are 54 and 28. Mariners are 500. Hello. Rangers 37 and 43. Angels a game back of them. And the Athletics are 28 and 56. Trevor, where do you want to go? Grand Pod, baby. Twins at White Sox. The White Sox uh, just have been waiting for them to go. They get Eloy back. He helps them out in this series. Um, this, was, this was also a, a good series, but. I don't know, man. I, I I'm starting to think that my White Sox in the World Series prediction is not going to come true. I'm not changing, you know. I don't do that, Jake. But yeah. um, they have just they just haven't looked good. 
Trevor, I uh, I stumbled into it the other day. Um, okay. So, you know, we're going to head to the All-Star break. They've got some division games. The White Sox I'm talking about. Um, they've got the Tigers, Guardians, Twins, uh, Guardians heading into the All-Star break. Okay. So, uh, whatever. Like, you know, win some series, win some games, or don't, White Sox. Like, I, I almost, I have to stop doing the dance. Trev, I actually, I went further into this because you and I kept saying the same thing. Like, we kind of can't quit them. There's so much talent. Like, come on. After the All-Star break, let's see where they're at. Maybe they disappoint us even more. Maybe things get worse before they get better. I don't know. If they can somehow be around 500 for the All-Star break, okay. coming out, they have the Rockies, mm-hmm. the Athletics, mm-hmm. the Royals, mm. the Rangers, mm. the Royals again, mm. the Tigers, who might now be their competition, so I don't know if we can still label them that way. <laughs> but they come out of the All-Star break facing six of the worst teams in baseball. So if they can get the juice going just a little bit, we will then be talking about the White Sox more. But they lose another series to the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, the White Sox are back, except they're oh, not. Not God. just yet. Not just yet. This one had some funny stuff going on in it. Um, Abreu hits a oppo homer in the first in game one. Cueto pitched this one. I know you love Cueto. I do. So just want to throw that out there. But Buck hits a massive bomb to put the Twins up 2-1 to one in the first. Uh, call it a Buck shot. That's what Dick Bremer's saying. Mm. When uh, Buck goes uh, up top, um, the Twins end up scoring four in the tenth. It was a, a Rias go ahead RBI, RBI single, just like back up the middle off of Kelly, and then Kirloff had a two run single in that inning as a shift beater. Uh, White Sox do not have a good defensive team either right now. Uh, then there was this triple play, and I want to talk about this. Okay, okay. Um, obviously nobody out first and second. I think it was Pollock flies out right center. You know. No, like it was deep, but Buxton's out there. So you can't just go ahead. You can't think he's going to miss this ball. You have to very much assume the ball is going to get caught when it hits towards Byron Buxton. And I think it was Angle was on second base. He's around the base, did exactly what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be around the base. If the ball drops, then you take off. I guess he just didn't go back. They end up getting a triple play. And everywhere I looked, it's they started saying it was an 8-5 triple play. And it was the first one in MLB history. Right. So I I talked about that too. I think I even gave Buck uh, an award on our Tuesday show. It was an 8-5-3 triple play. Because he ended up throwing it to first base at the end. Can someone in the the chat explain that to me? Like, I'm not really sure what's going on here. How did everybody else miss that, calling it an 8-5 triple play, when in fact, it was an 8-5-3 triple play? I can't help you. I hope the chat I don't understand it. I hope the chat can. Um, I don't get it, dude. Anyways, that puts the you know that puts the kibosh on any rally or go ahead drama for the White Sox because they get fucking triple A turned on them on a fly ball, almost a routine fly ball. Yeah. The Byron Bucks and that kind of sums up, I think, what's going on with the White Sox, dude. To be honest with you, uh, game two, Kopech gets hit around, man. He gets four homers, um, and they don't really recover from that. Uh, and then Lance Lynn, not great in his start. Uh, he's grabbing his dick a lot, which, you know, that's vintage uh, Lance Lynn. He needs to get back on it. Um, 
yeah, man, I don't know. It was a crazy game. A lot of lead changes. It was the White Sox tied the game, Jake, five different times yeah. uh, before they end up walking it off with Garcia uh, in the bottom of the ninth. So just good baseball game there. But yeah, the, the White Sox kind of can't get out of their own way, I guess is a way to explain it. Trev, I, what's in my head right now and White Sox fans, why don't you guys sound off in the comments? The New York Yankees of 2021, I never saw a team that hated momentum more. Just every time it felt like they were getting over the hurdle and getting hot, they would just kind of shoot themselves in the foot. And that's what it feels like. This is where I have the advantage of knowing. Like, the White Sox, they swept the San Francisco Giants. And it was like, okay. But we knew, because it was the 4th of July episode, they had already lost the next game to the Twins. And then here, they have that awesome... They win that game, 9-8. to eight. They come back, like you know, five different times. And then I already know they lost last night to the Tigers. So, like, that's where White Sox fans, you guys let me know. Uh, I know it's got to be more frustrating for you guys (laughs) than it it is for us, but um, I don't know. I love Eloy. Eloy's one of my favorite players in the league, so hopefully him being back can be part of the spark. And uh, Twins, just casually being a division leader for... Since the start of the season, basically, since two weeks in, yeah, Cleveland tied him once, I think. But yeah. right, right, counts. Oh, this is. I'm so I'm getting a explanation from the chat about why it was an eight to five. Apparently, the one person he tagged was the first runner on first base. I don't know. Geo ended up tagging two people. Just horrible base running by the by the White Sox. Like- he did th- he did throw the ball to first, but I guess there had already been three outs. I didn't I didn't differentiate between the runners just like holy crap if it's that bad that a guy that's been in the game for you know 30 years doesn't understand what's going on it's just it's a bad base running play my goodness that's bad trev you want to uh take us up to boston where i just was oh yeah how was that by the way i uh this this may some people may be shocked to hear this i love boston i used to frequent boston in my college years a lot and just get out of my mind up there it's a beautiful city. It's a fun city, uh, especially in the summertime. Um, but I was up there for Yankees, Red Sox, which I'm sure we'll be talking a lot on Monday. Uh, but let's talk a little uh, Rays Sox. Rays take two out of three. You, you mentioned the Klubot? Klubot did his dang thing. I, the story uh, that I have for this is the Rays being able to put a bad game behind him. That's what happened in game one. They were just like super sloppy. Uh, Paredes had a ball that they ended up calling a hit. It was basically an air charge, uh, a ball coming in, uh, kind of zooted it there. Uh, Fleming had a ball right back to him. There was just an easy chopper air. They scored runs on both of those things. Um, Diaz turns uh, first turns first base too far, gets back picked. Like it was just, it was just bad. They had two hits all game. They lose four nothing, and you know, it just wasn't a good game. But then they come back. They bang on Pavetta game two, who's been. I have some stats here. What are Pavetta's stats? I wrote them here. Where are they? Full pension piv. Eight and one with a one nine five over his last. 11 starts was full pension piv before this game where he went five and two thirds with seven earned runs. Uh, kind of started off in the first Kiermaier threw and double in the first, um, another bad base running. He gets doubled off on the soft line or the stories. That's like another thing for the Rays to worry about. 
Um, Bogarts in the story did Homer to tie the game. Uh, but then it was all raised after that. Then it went in eight, four. Then yeah. Klubot comes out vintage Klubot. I told you there's a rookie there. Brian Bayo B E L L O. I'm saying it the Spanish way, uh, looked electric, but left some balls over the plate. Um, they capitalized on that. It's basically it. Rays got Rays raised the Red Sox, um, in the three game set. They take two or three. I think they're both tied now. Is that right? Uh, they, I think they were. I think they got jumped because uh, the Red Sox lost last night. So Rays are half game up, one one in the loss column. Yeah, yes. Bayo, and I know Sox fans were really excited about that. I think he's got like one of those just new age hellish sinkers. I, I think it's just a pitch that moves more than baseballs are supposed to move. Um, but it also goes to show that baseball is baseball, and the kid has kind of a tough day at the office because Major League Baseball is unlike... Any other place you're gonna find baseball players. So, um, but yeah, I know I know Sox fans are really excited about that kid. So I wonder if he's if he becomes a story for this season or if he becomes maybe a next year guy. But I don't know. Two two big at bats against him. It was two pitches kind of out of the strike zone, like a 97 that they got to, and they're both they're both fastballs. And like I said, because they're out of the zone and like the way they got to them, you had to wonder, and I'm going to go back and look at this, like, did the Rays have something on them? And that happens a lot to young guys, man, especially in like their first start. You're nervous. You're not really thinking about all those little subtle nuances. Uh, it, I don't want to say they had his pitches because I really didn't put any research into it, but that popped into my mind as they just Ooh. got the barrel to these fastballs, they were out of the zone. Okay. Interesting. You don't usually do that unless you have some. Interested. Huge, fun Yankee Sox series this weekend. Uh, Trev, Astros, Royals. I mean, I I don't know how far we need to dive. Uh, the worst team in the AL versus what's been the best team in the AL for the past month or so. You want to uh, just talk about Jordan, how fucking good he is? We could just do that. For actually, yes, episode, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, dude. Like, that is what I want to talk about. I didn't even – I mean – I knew he had a good June. I didn't even really like get the numbers. I have all the numbers in front of me. You want to hear about it? God. His June, 418 batting average in June, 510 on base percentage. He slugged 835. That's a 1.3-er for you in the month of June. Not slowing down at all in July. He has the walk-off home run on the 4th of July. Um, Astros were down five, nothing in that game. Tucker had the two run single, kind of just like a jam shot to center. Guriel had an RBI single chopper up the middle. And that was in the eighth to tie it. And then Jordan's like, I got you guys. Hits the bomb off. And I think I mentioned this. I don't know. I think, I don't know when I, I talk too much about baseball. Everyone mm. just hears my shit all the time. Uh, my guy, Scott Barlow, uh, who I coached a little bit. No, my brother coached him actually. But that happens there. Uh, the second game in the series, back and forth game. Uh, Grinky starts, gives up a ton of runs. Garcia starts, gives up a ton of runs. I love this right here, Jake. Only six of the 17 half innings didn't have a run. Wow. You know, they only played 17 because the Astros wow. won at home, but only six of them didn't have a run. And the sixth inning was the only full clean inning. So there's a lot of base runners, a lot of scoring in this game. Action. Uh, weird overturned double play. Uh, so Altuve, yeah. you know, uh, gets a 
a toss from Pena, just a little pitch over to him, throws it. They call the runners out at first and second. Royals challenge it. Both are safe. Altuve missed the base, and the runner beats the throw. Um, so they end up, like, you know, getting base runners on there. Instead of having two outs, they have no outs and base runners, and that's when Jordan, who's just the MVP, we're only going to talk about him, he ends up turning a double play on a fly ball to left. It was going to be a sacrifice fly. He just chucks it in there. Maldonado gets the tag. Um, Pena had game tying solo home run. Uh, Bregman hits a homer in that game. I mean, the Astros are just, they're just something else, dude. I don't know how deep you want to go into this, but they're something else. I'm going to say a couple things about your Don Trev. We had our, our kind of wonky episode where we talked about doing a baseball movie and then some players you'd start a team with. I think my vote may be your Don. Um, cause you can basically just pencil him in for incredible hitting. Um, his career stats are off the chart. He's basically a 300, almost one dot OPS career, 978. He's 1.076 this year. Trev against right-handed pitching, which guess what? There's a lot of righties. It's probably yeah, 80%, wrong. something like that. Don't have the numbers in front of me. <laughs> against right-handed pitching, you want to know what your dong's slashing? Please. 339 batting average, sure. 429 on base, sure. 753 slug, a 1.182. If there's a right-handed pitcher on the mound, which there often is, he's a 1.18 hitter. That's, like, that's, that's past bonds. Like, that's... That's great. I'm. It's only an 863 OPS versus lefty. So, you know, big That's platoon it. guy. But my goodness. No lead is safe. No lead is safe against the Astros. That is the bottom line. Uh, I do want to give a little shout out to the Royals. I mean, Dusty did say great series, hard fought series. We got to check on what's going on with uh, Bobby Witt. He exits yeah. game two and sits the rest of the series after taking the pitch off of his hand. Uh, but, they, you know, they won game three. You kind of got to give a little love to them. Hunter Dozier had a two-run homer in the first after a Maryfield leadoff homer. Um, they escaped some big jams there. Uh, uh, so they played good. Uh, but, you know, you're going into Houston against this Astros team. It's it's a daunting task for them. And, Trev, I, I hate to backtrack a little bit because um, we talked Boston-Tampa. Uh, there's a story that came out from Boston uh, that I think we need to talk about. Uh, Chris Sale in his rehab start. And then uh, he goes a little nutty. It's on camera. He comes out with quotes after, which he actually, uh, he struck a good John Boy chord because he basically said one of John Boy's things that he tries to drive home is that, you know, when these guys are acting on the field or around the field, like why do we expect them to kind of be normal members of society? And that's kind of what, Chris Sale said, like, he, if he was at a, I forget what he said, if, if he was at, like, the local bank, he wouldn't be slashing signs and doing that, but he's expected to be this ultimate competitor, so he kind of, he went a little nutty, and he said he's going to take care of it and everything like that, but, I, I mean, I'll kick it to you, Trev, because I, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen some stuff like this, and I, I don't really know what to do with it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think we should think too much about it. Like, he'll take care of all that. Yes, like, people had to pick it up. He'll pay for it. He'll buy him a new TV or whatever that is that he broke. I think it was a TV. Um, they teach you. 
they teach you when you want to blow up, go away from the dugout. Don't stay in the dugout. Go down the tunnel. That's what he did. I don't know who filmed that. That's what I guess my question is. Like, who the fuck filmed that? It was some shady, like, uh, what's that one movie? Blair Witch Project-esque wow. filming right there. It is who he is, man. I don't think Chris Sale's ever been shy about who he is. He knows, like, you know, he runs hot. He said afterwards, that's what makes me a good pitcher. That's why I'm good at my job, because I have that passion. I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, would I do it? Probably not. But there are times where, man, you're just super frustrated and he wants to be back helping his team. I think that when you're on a, not, when you're on a rehab assignment, all you can think about is getting back to the big leagues. This guy's been chomping at the bit, you know, the entire season wanting to get back. Doesn't like his outing, gets fired up about it. No, nobody should have saw that video. He's right when he said that. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem with it. He didn't cool. hurt anybody. Good. I think that's kind of, I think after his quotes, that's where everyone landed. Because I, I think everyone wanted to go like, whoa, look at this dude. And then it's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, that's kind of kind of the job. They'll they'll take, like, he'll make sure everything is fixed and it'll be better than uh, it was when he left it. I, I guarantee that. You know, you don't want this stuff to happen. Like, Chris Sale's not, like, proud of that moment. He's not, like, saying this is what it takes. Right. Like, no, but, like, it happens from time to time. And I think, you know. It's just not that big of a deal. Like if I told you, I mean, you everyone knows that people blow up, but like lots of things happen in a baseball season because it's a very frustrating sport. It happens every single freaking day. There's no escaping it. Sometimes you gotta go destruct gotta into let... destruction mode. You ever break something? What do you got? You know, I I blew up. Every once in a while, I found that if I just got one big fucking scream out that I was fine, you know, mm. you just bury your face in a towel in the tunnel and just yell. That usually did it for me. I told this story on baseball today. Um, the one, one thing that really stopped me from acting like that was I was a young guy and I went back to the helmet rack, took my helmet off and kind of like slammed it like close, not crazy, but it got like a good hop, dude. And it went by Michael Kadire's foot and like brushed his foot. Hmm. And he gave me the absolute death stare. And we had a little talk about it. I apologized to him. Obviously, he wasn't trying to, to do that. But after that, I really, really was cognizant of like going into the tunnel and making sure I was doing things away from my teammates because that's it's contagious, you know? Right. I don't think, I think that's one negative of it is if you got your team leaders doing it and feeling frustrating, feeling frustrated, it kind of, rubs off on maybe some of the younger guys and you don't want that you don't want to bring your misery in uh to the situation even though everyone says misery loves company keep that shit to yourself because you don't want to ruin the vibe for the rest of the boys i think that's i guess the biggest takeaway there keep that over there and then me and the eddie escobar types will keep the morale of everyone else oh i've on. seen eddie escobar get fired up too okay mm. i've seen joe mauer get fired up that's a fun one that's a fun <sighs> i mean one. that just put some lead in my pencil dude i mean i've told this before and here i keep there's a punching bag in the brewers the uh, milwaukee's visiting uh bathroom and i think that's a great idea man like just a couple punches to there, get your frustration out, and you're good to go. It's always a sad feeling for me. You throw, like, five punches, and you're already breathing heavy, and you're like, damn. Yeah, and you better put some gloves on because I, I actually was punching the heavy bag here a couple days ago. Bruised at my knuckles, man. What an idiot. Uh, 
take, please take a video of that next time. Uh, A's, J's, J's slip up a little bit. Jay slip up a little bit. Uh, like I said, really good pitching performance by my guy Swervin Irvin. He went eight strong, only one earned run, and that's basically all the A's needed. Uh, they scored three in the first. Uh, Andrews had a two-run double. Uh, second one, A's again. The Blue Jays beat themselves here. They scored five runs on, on four hits, eight walks in the game. Kikuchi had five walks and two and a third innings pitch. That is just kind of not the way to get things done. Um, so they lose that game five to three. Then they salvage one uh, really well-pitched game. Barrios gets back on track. Our guy cap, they mirror each other or they go six innings pitch one and run a piece. Yeah, and then Bochette had the, uh, this, he had to go ahead. Homer game of homers. Chapman does it, ties the game. And then Bichette does it and they, they salvage it. And I think that's probably, you know, if you're going to lose two or three, at least you win the last one and get out of there. Got to feel good about that. And, yeah, you mentioned it briefly, and people may have seen it, but pretty cool. Uh, James Caprillion, he officiated Matt Chapman's wedding. Chapman hits the homer off of them. Two guys that came by our spring training house. I know people have heard you. You can't talk about Matt Chapman in a, in a higher mm. light. And uh, Cap in the dose we got of him was, was just an awesome dude that you can almost yes. understand how him and Chappie get along. Like, kind of hot, kind of a hot boy, Cap. Right? Kind of like, hot, stoic. Is that the right word? Like, uh, roped up is the word. <laughs> big. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Cap was big. Oh, he was, bro. Oh, it's tough. These guys are all so big nowadays. I'm such a little skinny MFer. Yeah. Thick boy, That's Trev. my fault. Bring him back. Uh, yeah, in Toronto, they're probably just trying to finish off this West Coast trip uh, with Seattle and then come home. Seattle, talk about them in a little bit. Um, good for Speaking you. Speaking of guys. Seattle, Kikuchi. Mm. He goes on the IL with, what does it say, neck spasms? Um, just not a neck strain. He just, just <laughs> hasn't been there for him. Our, it really has not been there for him. One of our uh, our researchers, Max, uh, who's does great stuff for us. He's been throwing around this phrase, and I'm wondering if he if he did it just to get me say it. But he's he says according to Jay's Twitter, they're thinking it could be a phantom IL. Um, I, mm. I don't know. Jay's fans sound off in the comments always. I was looking into some Jay's stuff a week or two ago, and there there are working theories. He needs he needs Danny Jansen back. Oh, that's right. He's oh. got good numbers with. with I think Danny he has an ERA in like the the low to mid threes with Jansen and like above six with anybody else. Okay, does not like short king Alejandro. Kirk, a little huh? intimidated. I get it. Yeah, I get that too. I get that. Uh, Trev, here's <laughs> here's one. Tiger sweep the guards. Uh, is Tiger Rosie okay? Sweep. What is this? Yeah, I mean, they, they went out and did it. Um, you got to feel good for the Tigers. They are clearly not where we thought they were going to be before the season. Right now they sit at 35 and 47. That's coming off of how many wins in a row? I think five wins in a row. Um, I mentioned this in my recap that Al Avila is saying they're pissed, but they're not. they're not giving up. Like, yeah. they might go try to improve their team. Now, how much of that is lip service? I don't know. He goes, we're not rebuilding anymore. Like, this isn't like we're trying to go and, and, and do it now. 
I, I don't see them going out and making significant upgrades. I don't think I don't see them getting back into the wild card picture, but shoot a, a nice little series for them uh, right here for sure. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if everything went right this year had a chance to be something nice for Detroit, it clearly didn't. I mean, two of two of the worst hitting months I feel like I've seen a baseball team do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's still something to be salvaged. There's a lot of young dudes on this team that, you know, uh, Tiger fans probably don't want to hear it, but if you can, you know, get back to like a 500 record by the end of this season, like that, that would mean something to, to hopefully the future years. Or, I mean, looking at the longest win streaks in baseball right now are Detroit, Baltimore, and Seattle. So maybe it's also just a little weird blip in the baseball season. A little weird blip in the baseball season. I got people in the chat telling me the Guardians were tired. Um, played two doubleheaders within two days and they were tired. I don't know if that's the case. It could just be a case of A-Rod baseball happening. Mm. Um, yeah, you got to give the Tigers definitely some credit. You know, there is an interesting story, and I know we wanted to talk about it a little bit. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez for the Tigers uh, has just been on the restricted list, I guess. Is that what you would call it? Or I think so. Just kind of gone for personal reasons and they signed him to that five-year 77 million dollar deal and he has been gone the last game that he pitched was may 18th and the story came out that they haven't even really been in contact with him i think it's a family issue that's what they said but like what's going on with that 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 doesn't help you out uh, when you're trying to win baseball games a guy that you kind of banked on being a stalwart in your rotation is gone. I hope everything's okay. I don't want this to come off like we're blaming him for everything. It's just kind of an interesting story. If the chat's got anything on that, that they know that I don't know, I'd like to hear it. But yeah, I mean, you give that guy that type of money and he's not around, I don't know, what are you supposed to do? Again, we're, we're probably dealing with some sort of serious situation. So I, th- these aren't necessarily the priorities, but like while he's on the restricted list, I guess he's not getting paid. Um, so I, I'm I'm not sure what that's about, and yeah, they haven't heard from him. Avila's quotes are are as kind of as good as they can be. He's like, you know, this uh, this is unusual, but we we don't really have another option. Like they're they're just waiting. So yeah, I mean, definitely a developing story. We'll we'll see what the next update on that is. But that's a that's a unique one. Don't see that every day. Yeah, Tigers have had, you know, to really figure out, like, who's even going to be a starter for them. Uh, They've started a bunch of different guys. Uh, David in the chat said they've had 15 different starters for the Tigers this year. Uh, Only three have reached double digits in starts. Um, One of them's not even on the roster anymore. So this face is, uh, you know, it's, it's trouble when you don't have that type of security in your staff where you're reaching down and, getting different guys to start. And if you look at the guys that have started, I mean, of the 15 guys, one, two, three, four, five are on the aisle right now. Uh, two are down in AAA, and then Rodriguez is, is kind of nowhere to be found. So uh, it's tough. It's tough to win ball games when you're relying on that many people. Wild. Um, and then Trev, the, the final, final series you got that you said this series was a doozy Orioles Rangers, which I, I would have lost that bet. 
Orioles sweep the Rangers. We know these are two teams that have been kind of playing better ball as of late. Like, what are the standings again with the Rangers? Because they were creeping up there. Uh, I think they creep back down. They're they're thirty. Well, thirty-seven and forty-three. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, an excellent series. Uh, baseball to watch here. The first two went into extra innings. Uh, that was the Jorge Mateo walk-off hit by pitch, which was uh, something there. Uh, Simeon had a go-ahead solo homer in the top of the ninth. That's nice. You're feeling good as uh, a Rangers fan. But then our guy Adley, uh, RBI double in the bottom half before Mateo goes ahead and does uh, his hit-by-pitch. It was kind of funny. They were, like, walking him to first base before they celebrated. Um, Game two. 10-9 Orioles, again in 10. This one was a lot of fun. Uh, Lowe had a big three-run jack in the eighth, and then McKenna puts the O's back on top, and then Seager homers to put the Rangers on top, and then Odor hits the homer to tie the game, and then finally Mullins, our guy, lefty-lefty, walk-off double in the 10th. Um, so, yeah, in, 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 in some Asian, mm. in each half, in each half inning of the seventh and ninth innings, a team tied it or took the lead. So the Orioles were the first team in MLB history to allow game tying or go ahead homer in the seventh, eighth, and ninth and still win the game. So we'll talk about a wild one there. But Brandon Hyde is the manager of the year. We've already established that he's got these guys playing ball right now. They win the last game two to one. Uh, McKenna had an RBI infield single in the second and another run scored on a Seager throwing air, and that was it. It's their first sweep, the Orioles, since last July. I know, like, I think some Orioles fans are going to dub me on the internet uh, later on this month, and I'm totally fine with it because my whole thing that I was mad about the Orioles is the fact they have a beautiful baseball stadium, and they're like a proud historic franchise, and they've just been in the dumps. Uh, And this team, this team's a lot of fun. They're pesky. Uh, and this Orioles team is going to win 50 games by middle of July. Uh, or maybe end of July. But still, like that, I, I genuinely thought there was a chance they wouldn't get there throughout the whole season with the division they are in and the talent on their team. And now here they are. So good for them. Dude, there was um, a pitch that Lopez threw, who, by the way, has just been phenomenal. Yeah. They've had some really good bullpen pieces there. He threw and, and chat. If you got any O's fans in the chat, yeah. he struck out my guy backyard Brad on like a 91 mile an hour pitch. It looked like a turbo sinker or a splitter or whatever the hell it was. It it didn't. It ball shouldn't move that way, dude. Yeah, I think shouldn't that, move that way. That might be his changeup. I'll double check because I know he can. He hits big numbers up there, and yeah, he's he's been disgusting, man. I mean, a lot of. A lot of teams saying like, let's pick up that guy at the at the deadline. And again, really cool story from him. Kind of was a burnt out starter. Really wanted to go to the bullpen, and when he finally got out there, he went uh, went into the manager's office every day and said, "I'm ready to go, ready to go." And he's he's having an all star year. Baseball. Uh, one last thing the chat brought to our attention he's been saying this so i know that he wants me to mention it john bean what's up bro orioles top five defensive team their second in defensive run is saved with 39 only behind jake new york yankees the new york 
mother effing Yankees. Let's there you go. talk about those Yankees. Uh, in the IL recap, Beeb, I won't need a lot. This is tight. My New York Yankees went to Pittsburgh. So did Joe's McFly. Beautiful stadium. And we split a two-game set. The Yankees lost first game. Quintana looked good. He could be on your team come the trade deadline. Uh, Jameson Tyone, he gets hit again. He's been uh, in his last six starts. He's been getting hit a little bit. We'll see what's going on with JMO. Severino comes out the next day, shuts them down. The Yankees put up a 16 spot. Pittsburgh threw out a position player, and he didn't lob it or try to actually pitch. He just threw like 73 down the dick, and he was just getting crushed. It was it was kind of tough to watch. Um, Yankees split the series. I, I think they had their sights set up uh, on going to Boston. Uh, hey, some Pirates love, because we'll talk Yankees all the time. Jack Sawinski, rookie. I think he's got 14 ding-dogs on the year. Uh, some real pop, like him. Another two-game sweat. Swept. The Mariners. They sweep the Padres in two. Uh, big flex. Chris Flexen, 6.2 shutty. Um, man, there's a couple guys in this series that made uh, their Major League debuts. That was pretty cool. Julio Rodriguez goes up top at San Diego. Upper deck. How is it, kid? 15 homers, 20 steals. He's so good. Uh, and then Logan Gilbert, Dylan Moore was all over the place. Um, man, these Mariners are back in the conversation. I love it, Seattle. Uh, and then our final two-gamer, Halos, Fish, uh, Angels, Marlins, for those at home, Alcantara. He just does eight shutout innings, 10Ks again. Uh, Syndergaard, uh, they kept the boys in it. Marlins won the first game 2-1. to one. But then it's Otani the next day. I mean, talk about a time to go to a couple Miami baseball games. See Sandy the first game? Otani the second game? Mm. Uh, Otani helps himself out with the RBI single in the fifth while he goes seven innings pitch, zero earned runs, uh, 10 strikeouts. Uh, so they split down there, but a showcase of talent. So that's really fun. Uh, and Otani's recent stretch, Alcantara, fantastic. That's what happened in the interleague. Way to go right there. Way to go. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. This We have to just mention this right away. This yeah. is coming from Michelle in the chat. She called the Mariners-Padres series the Vetter Cup. Love that. I'm stealing Ooh. that. I'm stealing that because, you know, next year everyone's going to play everybody. So this is always right. from from now on, it's going to be known as the Vetter Cup because Eddie Vetter grew up in San Diego, obviously ends up uh, moving to Seattle as they start the grunge band Pearl Jam. And first Pearl Jam. Um, Dylan Moore. Used to be Mookie Blaylock was the name of that band, just so you know. Mookie Blaylock, like the basketball player? Yeah, they named it Mookie Blaylock, and then, you know, because of uh, issues with uh, Mookie Blaylock, the person, they had to change the name to Pearl Jam. How about that? Uh, let's do that series quick, because these games are actually a while ago. They were Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> the 4th of July game. Uh, J. 
J.P. Crawford came back. We love him. Uh, Sam Haggerty was all over the second game. Uh, Clevenger, Low Gill, some fun pitchers in this one. Uh, very much feels like the Padres. Their their ship has been slowing down a little bit. Although Jorge Alfaro last night that we're not talking about. Uh, mm. While the Mariners are getting that juice going, Trev, five hundred. Look, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Since June, on June twentieth, I pronounced them dead. They've been playing excellent baseball. I'm very happy for the Mariners. Look, they di- they died. They di- Mike Trout went up to Seattle and killed them. Okay, what's happening now on the field could be a zombie situation where they came back from the dead. But like when I declared them dead, they were dead. Okay, right. like I'm not going to backtrack on that. These guys were absolutely dead. Here is the stat that I'm going to throw out. Okay. Uh, I forget. Somebody put it in the chat, stole it from the chat. Since the brawl, you know, the brawl. Yep. Right. Julio Rodriguez has been 316, 737, uh, slugging. So, you know, one daughter. Trout, 088, 206 slugging since then. Did somebody get to Trout and give him a little one of these? Ooh. Like, is it, an, is it like an Achilles heel type situation? Did they find the weakness? And or maybe, it? maybe it's, it's Space Jam. Maybe in the fight, Julio kind of like sucked the rest of his powers out of him. Oh my yeah. gosh. Could it have been that? I don't know. Eight and Julio's t- like, actually, the fish market is in Seattle, Trout. Ooh. Is that a fish pun? That was a fish pun. That was a fish pun. Uh, eight and two Mariners since the brawl. Just saying. Just saying. People like believing in stuff. Um, it, it is a simulation, so maybe someone just punched a few numbers, some ones and zeros, yeah. and now the Mariners are back. Whatever. I'm happy for them. We love J.P. Crawford. Ty France came back the other day. Carlos Santana's in the middle of that lineup now. Uh, Winker's going to come back from from suspension like uh we're going to talk about the Adam Frazier trade at some point that rotation. people love getting on me on Twitter right now dude okay like every every time the Mariners do something right it's like you know that you you just you said that and like they had the hardest scheduled and this is what happened they're gonna do this that, that. I hope so I hope so I'm drinking I'm fine with being wrong I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. It'll be interesting for them heading into the break. They're they're finishing off a series with Toronto. Uh, and then they do a little East Coaster, but or no, it's Nationals and then it's Texas, but it's on the road. So hey, I don't know. I, I've said it on here a couple times. I'll probably say it more times. You could point to the Braves last year. You know, if you're around five hundred and you finish with two good months, you can be a ninety win baseball team. Um and Seattle, I, I guess the other thing to watch out for. The AL East currently has all the wild card spots. It's Tampa, it's Boston, it's Toronto. Seattle is three games back. Three games back. While those teams are going to have to play each other, Seattle's going to be playing Texas or the Angels or Oakland. So I, I think the Seattle Mariners have a very real opportunity to be a big part of the second half of this season. I'm fine with having egg on my face. Totally get that. I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. Angels dead? Yes. Oh. I, Trev, I, I mean, I can pull up the tape. 
Both of these teams were on the verge of dying. I think you might have picked the wrong one, and I'm sorry about that. The brawl. I said it. One of these teams is going to die, and one of these teams is going to get the juice. And I think the Mariners got the juice, man. I, I really do, dude. The, hal the Halos um, in this Marlins series, I don't know if you saw the drop fly ball in the outfield. It, it ended up not hurting them, but, like, they just kind of have some stuff going on with this team right now that it takes any of the recent Angels games they've won. Like, I think I could dig through them. They've needed, like, a nut job performance. Like, it's Otani going ham on both yep. sides. I remember one of, one of their recent wins, I, I think a dude hit for the cycle, and it was like, okay, so, like, we need to do a historic thing to try to just get a dub across the finish line. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm a guy who the first month of the season, I, I took some pats on the back on the Angels. Like, I, I think I have to return them all to sender because Shohei's awesome, dude, and I'm going to talk about him more in a minute. But mm. I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. You know, like on baseball reference, when they have the game results and they'll have like the green line and the red line, you know, for wins and losses, yeah. there's just so much red. There's just so much red, dude. Let's see if I can do the math on this. They were 27 and 17. Yes. They've won 11 games since then, and they now have 46 losses. They lost, they lost 29 games. So 11 and 29? Yeah. Can't. They're dead. <laughs> you can't do that. Dude, I did that to Seattle and things happen. I think it might be the only team I pronounce dead officially. I just got to stick with it now and just wear it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just keep thinking, like, what if Joe Madden showed up with a mohawk to the field that day? Right. Like, butterfly effect. Dude. Right. What if they all and then, like, he has the mohawk. Shohei with a fucking mohawk. Showhawk gets the mohawk. Showhawk. Showhawk. It could have been all so different, but Perry, dude, you just. You're so reactionary. You, you, people had no, you had no pitching, so you just went out and signed a zillion pitchers. And, you know, you go on a little losing streak, you fire your manager. Like, maybe you should just let the hair come and, and maybe things would have changed. But I don't know, man. I mean, there's... I feel bad coming on here and bashing the Angels all the time, but it's just tough. I 11 and 29. I, I mean, just having that number is... That's, that's horrific. That's oh horrific. my gosh, Joe Madden showing up with the mohawk, getting the boys. The showhawk would have been a thing. Oh my gosh, Angels fans would have been showing up to the park with mohawks. We would have, they would have been, you know, six or seven games over five hundred at this point. But no, there's a metaverse where that's all real. Um, yeah. And by the way, I I don't think he's getting talked about later. Uh, Alcantara, it's it's insane. It's uh. You guys might have to help me out. It's it's a feeling. I guess we probably haven't felt, or I guess Degrom makes you feel this way. But it's it's basically the race to one run, and it's like who's gonna get it? Like the Marlins hitters have a little extra pressure that day because they know they're gonna get an amazing starting pitching performance, um, and the other team knows <laughs> you might get like a pitch to hit. You might even not. Like, that's how dialed in this dude is right now. Like, just, I was rewatching the highlights, and I was, it was like baseball porn. Mm -hmm. I, t I talked about this on baseball today, but um, I was talking to Max Freed. He's a friend of mine. My bad. No big deal. I was yeah. a mentor of his. People know that. Uh, and I was just gassing him up. I said, hey, hopefully we'll see you in L.A., you know, come to our party. 
Um, you're the best pitcher in the National League. Yeah. All that stuff. I usually, I do that. You know how I am. Yeah. And he said, thanks for the compliment, but there's a guy named Sandy walking around. Yeah. So you got Max Freed telling you you're the best pitcher in the NL. I mean, Sandy is just a guy. He's going this long in games, but not laboring through those last innings. Or typically, you know, third time through, bro, got to get this guy out of there. You know, you're, you got to trick him. Maybe you're going to, you know, uh, your second or third pitch that third time through to, to trick him. Sandy's got his electric stuff late in games. Like, he's no stopping this guy. I just hope that it doesn't all catch up to him in the in the end. He threw 205 innings last year, I guess. Like, he's just a fucking workhorse. 197 in 2019. We'll give him 200 there. I mean, it's a rarity these days. He's on pace for like a lot of innings, though. I'm a little scared. He, uh, I mean, that extension uh, is already looking like gold. Uh, mm. Yeah, man, I I was rewatching his outing and like just just the energy coming from their broadcast booth. Like you you could tell he struck out someone. I I think it was in the seventh or eighth inning. Uh, with 101 off the plate, and you could tell beforehand they were talking about like, what are they, do, does he go change up? Is he going to drop the slider? And the, the announcer just goes, "Yeah, how about 101 coming at you?" Uh, and then he gets out of the eighth inning, and the the broadcasters start getting silly, and they go, "Stay away from Mattingly. Don't go over there," because they wanted him to come <laughs> back out for the ninth. Like he's he's got that kind of energy going right now. That's just you can't beat it. You can't beat it. I love I love the idea of like. You know, Max Freed, beautiful left-hander, like a curveball like Sandy Koufax, like Kershaw. You know, these guys are just beautiful pitchers. And then you got Sandy, who's 6'5", long limbs, throwing absolute cheese, and they're all sitting, and everyone's like, who's the best pitcher in the NL? And then you got the guy wearing cat fur cleats, yeah. who's 11-0, and 0, and who should start the fucking all-star game, Tony Gonsolin, just meowing in the corner. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> like, isn't that a funny visual? You uh, <laughs> you might have made BBD's birthday with that one. That was cat licking. A, oh God. Um, He's something else, man. Trev, with with that, um, you know, I host a popular show, Talking Yanks. Um, if you have anything you want on Yankees Pirates, I'll, I'll be honest. Yankee Yankee Land, we're we're juiced up to go to Boston and see the Sox. Uh, it was awesome seeing the beautiful stadium that Pittsburgh has. Joe's went. Joe's goes, and he enjoyed it. Uh, so I don't know if, if there's anything you've got. Um, Yankees rats. No, I mean, they obviously dominated the second game. Pirates take game one. Quintana looks good. Like, is he going to go somewhere? I think uh, that's definitely something that we'll keep an eye on. Tyone. Uh, is returned to Pittsburgh. I saw they gave him a little bit of like a video tribute. That's kind of cool. Uh, didn't do too well there, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of a, one of those series where it's a two gamer. They split Yankees pirates. Yankees are the best team in baseball. Pirates are not. So mm. you don't really have to go into too much of that. O'Neill Cruz is still an absolute stud. Uh, I, I actually asked Chris Rose this today. I think I said, do you think Bednar's, um, is he a guy they could look to trade? Obviously, he's got a lot of years of control. Uh, C. Rose is either about to interview him or did inter interview him already. I'm curious to see how far uh, the Pirates go with like their trades and what they want to do. 
I'll say, I guess like the only thing I keep talking about with the pirates, which sucks, dude, yeah. because I want to like highlight some of their players. Like Sawinski's just keeps hitting home. Yeah. You love Vogelbach and you know, they got, they got some real talent there right now. Some real, real talent, but until like they kind of can complete their roster, get some starting pitching in there. Like it's just kind of going to be a mess. Yeah. They, they need kind of the Orioles bump next year where they're, they're just a tick better. Maybe they're, they're they're pitching. They're just getting a couple more performances because I I think with Cruz, if he starts to figure it out, um, you know that Ryan Reynolds is going nut job again, which is awesome for them. Yeah, Bednar, man, I I will say that was the cool thing. Uh, you don't you don't see a guy pitch, you just see stat sheets. He uh he's got a video game curveball, um, and that's uh, I don't, you know, he throw he's a three pitch closer, which which you don't always see. Um, that he was, it was really cool to actually see him in action. Fastball curve change up. Um, and when I say video game curve, he throws a 97 mile per hour fastball, a 90 change up, which that's kind of standard. Uh, it's a 77 mile per hour curveball. <laughs> so when that boy flips up there, you see some knees buckling. It's a good time. Yeah. And you know, I want, I'll give the, I want to give the pirates like a little bit of time here. Cause we, we rarely ever do spend time on them, but if you got that core right there. Okay. Yeah. Key Brian Hayes. Yeah. Uh, you know, he hasn't offensively been there yet. He's 25 years old, like needs to figure that side of the ball out. Um, we know that he's done it in the past. He figures that out. You got him, you got O'Neill Cruz. He looks like the real deal. Like it looks like he's as toolsy as they come. You got uh, Sawinski. He's only 23. And like every time I look up, he's swatting a homer. You got Brian Reynolds there. How many more years they got of him? A lot. He's a free agent until 26. You got got a little core there, right? Like how much longer do we got to wait for them to go and and kind of supplement that and and go for it in in what can be a weak NL Central? I don't know, man. I think they're closer than many people give them credit. Uh, But... It's not that easy. You got to go out and do it. Trev, guys, man. You know what else you got to do? Especially, I mean, I know BBD is. It's his birthday. You're on vacation. You got to trim up your downstairs. Mm. You got to manscape it up, babe. Um, And, man, with code talking right now, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming. The Performance Package 4.0, you know about the Lawnmower 4.0. We all use it. Little LED light on there, just just in case. Uh, they got the ear and nose trimmer. Fellas, you've seen other people's nose hair and ear hair? That means they can see yours. Uh, pretty good rule to live by there. Uh, they've got the crop reviver, the ball deodorant. It's all at Manscaped. And again, 20% off and free shipping with our code TALKING at manscaped.com. Take care of it down there, whether it's your birthday, whether you're in Cabo, whether you're still covered in beer and sweat from Fenway the night before. Use code TALKING at manscaped.com. Take care of your downstairs. TALKING. Manscaped. Trev, it looked like you had a question. I did manscape before I came down to Cabo. You have to manscape before yeah. you come down to Cabo. I've barely worn clothes since I've been here. I can't be walking around with a bush. They don't let you through security at the airport on the way to Cabo if you don't trim your downstairs. 
Now I'm not completely shaven either, though. Like no. it's just a nice, well kept. That's what I do. Hey, did we talk enough about the Mariners? Landing strip for me. Um, I think we did. I mean, they only played two games. Uh, you know, they need to keep going, and we'll keep talking about them more. But um, uh, they're coming, man. Like I'm. I don't know what else we need to say. JP yeah, Crawford. We went over. We went over. Adam JP Frazier. Crawford. The the starters have been doing good. Julio Rodriguez looks like. He looks like the real deal. He does something special almost every game. He's one of those players. Yeah. Um, so shout out Mariner. Shout out Padres. Uh, Padres has have the worst City Connect jerseys I've ever seen. Mm. Not the worst, but like doesn't make any sense to me. Why are there those colors? But uh, yeah, we'll we'll just we'll move on to the second half of the show. Twenty nine and thirty nine. They're now forty two and forty two. So that's thirteen and three for the Mariners. Their last sixteen, they're going, they're going. Yeah, and Mariners are getting a lot of players back. Yeah, like dude. They're getting healthy. And Whether suspension, too many health. players. Health. Maybe they make another move. Maybe Jesse Winker starts to go. They got, they got a lot of routes. Uh, Trev, let's do our standout performer mm. or performances. Excuse me. Brought to you by Manscaped. Trev, I'm gonna take the layup today. And I think people need to know that's fine. Because it's Shohei Otani. Uh, He went seven innings pitched, zero earned runs, ten strikeouts. Trev, you asked us, I think, like a week, week and a half, two weeks ago, you were like, is is Aaron Judge the MVP? Or, you know, is Shohei catching him? Shohei caught him. Um, What he's been doing on both sides of the ball is insane. It's insane, man. And, <laughs> A, the fact I'm looking up his splits right now and there's a batting game log and a pitching game log, that's different for a lot of players. Um, he has been pitching kind of out of his skull in his last, let me get the stats back up, in his last five games, Trevor, five starts, he's given up one earned run. Mm. 33.2 innings. One earned run, a 0.27 ERA. Opponents have mm. a 3.64 OPS again. The split change is unhittable. When he finds it, it's unhittable. And this is without mentioning any of his hitting where he has a 134 OPS plus. He's got 18 homers. It's unreal. And in that seven-inning game, he had the, R- he had the RBI single. To put him up. So, like, it's unreal. And I, I'm not going to let myself have Shohei Otani fatigue because there's no reason to. Because <laughs> as long I, as this is happening, it's insanity. I'm glad that you, a Yankees fan, you know, one of the kings of Yankees fandom is saying this because we got a lot of Yankee people in my mentions and in this chat right now. Sorry, Sandy. I love you, but you put sorry, but Judge will take us to the World Series. Can't say the same thing about Otani. That's why Judge That's fine. That's just not how it works. It's not how it fucking works, dude. Like, one individual can't do that for a team. Judge is not the only person on the Yankees that's having a bang-up year. I mean, look at what Clay Holmes is. He's allowed fucking one run the entire year. That helps a ball club a lot when you have a lockdown reliever back there like that. When you got guys stepping up in the rotation, 
situation like a Nestor Cortez who like you know it wasn't an afterthought but you're never thinking he's going to have the year that he's had like a lot of things have gone right with the Yankees they're the best defensive team in baseball now is is Judge a part of that sure but like he's a part of it he's not it right like it's very much a team game I don't know man like Shohei is he's going to win the MVP a lot and I know people are like they say is he just going to win the MVP every single year because he can do both? Like, like maybe then maybe like, maybe he will. Like I, we just don't have anybody else. And Jason Benetti came on and, and we've said this same thing about Shohei, but like, he kind of put it in, in simpler terms. He's like monetarily, just like, just if you're just going by like the accounting to be able to have a guy take up one roster spot and give you the value of two players, like that is the most valuable player. Like that's what he brings to the team. And, and we're just not, we've never seen anything like it. That's why we're scratching our head. And like, we don't want to have like one person run away with the MVP award every single year, but like, I'm sorry, dude, like until, until he falters on one side of the ball, like he's going to win the MVP pretty much every single year. That's just how it goes. Like he's, you know, I'd have to dive into the numbers further, but he's, I think he's a top five, top 10 starting pitcher. And the AL this year, and he's probably a top 20 hitter, maybe even less than that, this year. And that that's where I was at before. His, his pitching numbers before these last five starts haven't been crazy, but he just had the five best starts like a starting pitcher has put together this season. So uh, it's unreal. I, I won't get Otani fatigue. Don't get me wrong. I get like some of the Anaheim side of it, and it's sucks and we wish wish him and Trouty were playing in more big time games but it, it's not looking like this is the year either it's he's not putting pedestrian numbers up either right like he's 34 percent better than a league average hitter okay uh and he's like he had a bad first uh month hitting like he's really coming on as of late and what's what's his era plus where, where is it 161. So, I mean, come on. This guy's not average in any of these. Well above average on both sides of the ball. And, like, it's just never happened before. So, I understand why people have trouble wrapping their heads around it. I still do, too, 100%. And, Trev, I think what makes this game so goddamn beautiful is the guy you're giving your standout to, he's really good at one thing. But, man, is he good (laughs) at it. I'm going Kyle Schwarber. I'm taking two of his performances in back-to-back days. Uh, on Tuesday, he goes two for three with two homers with the intentional walk. Wednesday, three for four with two homers. I mean, the guy's been worth every single penny. We kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, 27 home runs that, right now that leads the National League. Um, he's got an 875 OPS, a 144 OPS plus mm. Schwarb dog. I went back i'm like how many times like what's like been his like career high in homers do you know jake off the top of your head i have it up here 38 38 in 2019 for the cubs this guy's just kind of like been a banger dude and when he gets hot it's really really fun to watch because he obliterates obliterates baseball and he's such like a fun like he's what you point at uh for baseball when you're like dude all shapes and sizes can play this game that's why it's a beautiful game dude you kind of look at him you're like okay like 
if you put this guy in some other sport, like would he excel? Like uh, not just by, you know, looking at him with the eye, but you put a bat in the guy's hand, you watch him swing at one time. You're like, Oh shit. Like this guy's the real deal. So shout out Swarbs, you know, someone's got to replace Harper in, you know, the second half of the season and kind of be that guy. Um, in the last 28 days, one daughter OPS. That's how you replace a guy like Bryce Harper, or at least try to fill in for him. The guy is absolutely going off. So Schwarbs, baby. Schwarbs. By the way, if these Phillies can sneak into the playoffs, he's a guy that's got a, a ton of playoff experience too, and good playoff experience, nine postseason homers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Schwarbo's the best, man. Um, and again, another weird if if you ever want to if you're ever diving into baseball's free agency and how weird and wild it can be, like, Schwarbo just kind of timed it weird at first. He, he had his only, quote-unquote, down year was during the COVID year where the Cubs stunk and is a 59-game sample, and then he builds himself back up and he gets the contract. But, yeah, he's when you take out that 2020 season and then you look at his baseball reference, you're like, this guy's just a full-blown stud. Like, there's no... It's not a conversation. Not a conversation. Uh, Trev, we're running a little long. Should we just ditch Slump watching in Fuego? We talked about a lot of guys. I I was hoping you were going to Let's go. Then let's do awards. Because we got the stimulator too, dude. I'll play this just to have it. Dirt nasties on Fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Awards Mike Trout is slumping yeah. since the brawl. Uh, Give me awards. Give me Kelsey. Awards. I can't wait to see Kelsey in LA. She's the goat. Um, the goat. She'll be at our event. Awards are brought to you by Greg Morris Cards, GMC baby, the best in the business. He slangs eighty thousand sports cards every month. How many are you slanging? GMC sells baseball cards from every era. They just gave us a pack. Who do we got here? Send me some, bro. This looks like a Phil Krause card from, I don't know, the yeah, 1800s. Uh, Jake Early, been there, Roman Swipes. Um, Mike Trout, maybe you've heard of him. Jordan Alvarez. Julio Rodriguez. Uh, Greg Morris cards is the best in the biz. He's reliable. You can trust his grade on every card. If he says it's mint, you know it's mint. Go to gregmorris.com, gregmorriscards.com, excuse me, to see their inventory. And GMC wants you to get $10 in free cards just from hearing about us from John Boy Media. When you go to the website, Greg Morris Cards, find the cards you want. And if you win the eBay auction, message them with the code John Boy and you will get $10 off. Check them out. IG, Facebook, Twitter. You'll get some exclusive content and deals there at gregmorriscards.com. Message him, John Boy. You'll get ten dollars off. Trev, do you wanna you wanna do your award first? Yeah, you know, I was I was gonna call it the Threes Company Award. Then I was like, well, we can kind of do a little Tolkien baseball, but huh. I haven't given it enough thought to label as a Tolkien baseball award. I don't want to water that um, that series down a little bit. But you can kind of you can kind of say. There's a Samwise Ganji, there's a Mary, and there's a Pippin. Yes. Okay, we know about the three um, hobbits that help a much larger quest. 
And I think that's kind of how I'll relate this. We got three hobbits. And what I mean by hobbits is young dudes uh, helping the Atlanta Braves on their ultimate quest not to deliver the ring back into the fires of Mordor, um, but to go back to back and get another ring. Mm. So that's how it differs from Lord of the Rings, as you can see. And who I'm talking about, I think we all know. Michael Harris the second. We're talking William Contreras and Spencer Strider. Now, if you look at the Atlanta Braves, yes, they got a lot of good players on their team. Uh, these three guys who have been three of their best players, they weren't really counting on um, at the beginning of the year. And William Contreras, not a rookie. Uh, he exceeded that last year, but just barely. He basically should be a rookie this year. He's got an 898. OPS. Okay. Like the guy is absolutely doing it for them. He's 24 years old, um, you know, DHing a lot, backup catcher, whatever you want to call him. Definitely deserves a lot of credit for what's going on. Then Michael Harris, who is the youngest player in the big leagues, um, stepping up in center field, doing what he's doing. Uh, it's been it's been awesome to see him 824 OPS, 124 OPS plus playing a hell of a center field. And then Spencer Strider doing his thing. Uh, he is 23 years old, uh, two six. Um, he's uh, started 19 games for them. Just an absolute electric factory out on the mound. He's got a big old butt, Jake, great mm. legs on him. That's mm. how he's thrown so dang hard, but for, for the Braves, if you have a quest as big as repeating uh, as World Series champs, uh, you got to have some kind of unexpected hero show up. That's exactly you know what happened to him last year. That happened. This year, it's from their own organization. These three guys coming up and combined. I know we moved the league minimum up a little bit, but these guys are all making league minimum. That helps you out in your quest to go on. So shout out these three young guys, you know, helping the Braves, you know, come back in this. Uh, when did they start going? Looks like June 1st. June was their month. That's right. These three guys were a huge part of it. Love them. Love the Braves. Love the story. And like I said, as an organization, you just need guys to step up, guys that you weren't counting on. You know, the Yankees have had that this year. And for the Braves, it's these three guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know a single Braves fan that had uh, uh, Michael Harris Deuce as as the guy that was gonna be helping carry the Braves this year. Um, he's the youngest player in Major League Baseball right now. Uh, pretty, pretty unreal. I, I remember, you know, after a month or so into the season, we were talking about how teams needed the young guys to step up and contribute and. For the Braves, yeah. I mean, that Contreras OPS number, that's no joke. Uh, it's almost be, be in the nines, uh, and Strider's a freak too. So I love it. I love it. Um, Trev, my award is going to be the Corner of the Bar Award. Mm. Um, you know, the Corner of the Bar is a one of my favorite places in the world. A good place to tell stories. You know, get away from the riffraff a little bit. You can kind of angle yourself so you're looking at each other, you know, instead of being at the bar and both facing the same way. If one of you's okay. on one side of the bar and one of you's on the other corner of the bar, you kind of have an angle at each other, and you can really empty it out. There's a guy who's one of the most beloved guys in baseball this year. He's having kind of a meh year. 
um, for his expectations. I still remember his breakout and how excited everyone was for him, and I was kind of like, man, people are really excited for this guy. Jesus Aguilar, first baseman uh, for the Marlins, one of the most beloved dudes in the league. Uh, Just pure power, listed 6'3", 277 on Baseball Savant. Hello. Uh, Three, he's third percentile in sprint speed. Trevor, there's something about baseball that it lives forever, right? Like, whenever someone gets their first hit, we're so excited for them. Like, that lives forever. No one can take that away from you. You had a hit at the major league level. Jesus Aguilar has his first stolen base at the major league level. He snagged it the other day against the Halos. Uh, and obviously, it's Jesus Aguilar. So he got there. He's got the biggest smile on his face. He starts pulling on Renjifo's jersey just for fun. Uh, and hey, I don't know Jesus Aguilar. I bet you that guy tells a pretty bang-up story, and he's going to tell a lot of people about his stolen base that he got in the major. So uh, congrats to Jesus. That zero is now forever a one, uh, and now he's lifetime uh, one for two. One career stolen base, one career caught stealing. So... I love it. I love that's a That's a nice feeling. Uh, it's... It's scary uh, at the major league level trying to steal a base. Okay. I had that experience. You just don't want to get thrown out. So you stop stealing. He's obviously not a burner. Was I faster than him? I don't even know. Um, but getting it when you make it to second base or to third base, wherever, whatever base you're stealing, really nice feeling. So I, I enjoyed the smile that he had. And I don't know. I think you might be able to get one. You, you're like, uh, you're one of those guys like a Pujols where you just pick the right times. I feel like you're heady like that. And I could see you, I could see like Jake Storiali can't run uh, one percentage in the uh, percentile in the sprint speed, but he can steal bases. He's smart base runner. That's what I think about you, Jake. I think, uh, you know, second to third, I think if there was a shift and the pitcher wasn't paying attention and I'm basically full sprint, I think that's my best bet. Um, we'll see. We'll try to set third base. Up. You could get. You could get for sure. I'd have to. I'd have to get it off the pitcher, not the catcher. <laughs> I think yeah, you get the walking thinking. lead. You yeah, start going. I'd have that's to good. really. These little legs would have to be moving. And that's uh, if you go watch uh, Aguilar stolen base. I think the funny part is because you know he gets a jump, the pitcher throws, and kind of those final strides when you see a player like kind of really hitting their top speed and going, he kind of, he just doesn't have that. Uh, it's just no. kind of the same. Oh boy. Let's get you there. Big boy. Um, speaking of BBD, how about a best friend of the week and then stimulate us out of here. Trevor story is our mm. best friend of the week. Mm. Four hits, three extra bases, two homers. Made Second a, time getting best friend of the week this year. Made an awesome play last night. I, I went to right field to see some of my friends that were sitting out there at Fenway. Um, he was in the shift. Uh, his play was right in front of me. It was pretty cool to watch. He's doing some uh, Simeon stuff last year. It's like he's the, the best defensive second baseman kind of by a lot, yeah. by all the metrics. And it's like, well, yeah, he's a shortstop. How about that? Shortstop position, pretty tough to play. BBD, on your birthday, none the less you know what let's start out in the national league with our new friends the six seed the philadelphia phillies are facing the milwaukee brewers phillies all right 
Schwarber. Maybe Harper's back. They'll go on. Uh, and then the Braves and the Padres have to play their way in, basically? Braves. Wow. Braves go on, and they will face the L.A. Dodgers rematch. Dodgers. Dodgers move on to the CS. The Phillies play the Mets, a little NL East. Mets. Mets. Dodgers is your championship series. We'll save that for now, and we'll go to the American League and get our final four. The Twins, they would host the Blue Jays. The Twins. The Twins win a playoff series. Holy smokes. And trying to move on to face the Yankees would be the Rays or the Red Sox. Red Sox. Yes, that's what we want. Woo! All right. Yankees, Red Sox, BBD. Your birthday. Okay. I thought that was going to happen. I know this is where this is going. I thought that was going to happen. Twins, Astros. Twins. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. They made a big move at the deadline. They made a big move at the deadline. Yankees, Twins, Mets, Dodgers. Uh, BBD, let's do Mets-Dodgers. The Mets. The Mets are going to the World Series. And are they facing the Yankees or the Twins? The Yankees. I like this. It's a Subway Series. The New York Yankees versus the New York Mets. And your World Series winner as of July 8th? The New York Yankees. Yes, I knew it. Congrats to the New York Yankees adding another ring uh, with their pocket watch. God. Yankees Twitter will be insufferable. I would have a good time. Good for our company, bad for pretty much everything else. Happy birthday, Beaver. She's the big, big gong forever.